Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast with your host, LaToya. This podcast was created as a platform for spreading love. They say love is the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth. But if this is really true, why is love such a complicated subject matter? Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. And I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an acclaimed television broadcast engineer for nearly four decades. He also hosted an award-winning radio show called Speaking of Sports, which is the inspiration behind the name of this podcast, Speaking of Love. My dad was an amazing guy who achieved levels of success that most people only dream of. He was held in the highest esteem, and yes, he was a star in the public eye. But on March 2nd of 2020, his private struggles became public when he murdered his wife, moments before taking his own life. So I created this podcast as a platform for spreading love around the globe while raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. My name is Latoya. My name is Latoya Bond, and I have a podcast called Speaking of Love. My podcast is dedicated to the memory of my dad who took his own life in a murder-suicide. Aside from that, I am a business owner. I have a home-based business. I am also a legal professional during my nine-to-five day, and I am a person who operates her entire life on the premise of spreading love. It's the secret to my success. It's the secret to my longevity on this earth, and it's what keeps us going because love is the thing that makes all things beautiful. So that's why I'm here today to talk about my favorite subject in the whole wide world, and that's love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. I am your host, LaToya, and I am so happy to be here today. I have a beautiful young lady here all the way from the United Kingdom. She is here today to speak with us. Let me tell you a little bit about who she is. Her name is Trina Cavanaugh-Thomas. She is a writer, a creative spirit, and a healer. Her words are like foreplay. Her soul is like fire. She turns spiritually conscious female coaches' visions into realistic desires. Please help me welcome Trina Cavanaugh Thomas, speaking of love. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for the introduction as well. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Trina Cavanaugh Thomas. My son was just in here a second ago. <laughs> No, that is that's totally okay. That is totally okay. 
So tell me a little bit about Trina. What was life like for you growing up as a young girl? Um, for me, I suppose, you know, as a kid, it's, you know, you, you don't realize it's, it's good. And that's how you feel it is. You know, mm -hmm. you feel it's good at the time. And, you know, and I think for everyone, everyone has, you know, everyone comes to, well, many people come from families that we don't perceive as being possibly maybe dysfunctional in a way. Um, but also equally, you know, there's a lot of love in my family. So there is a lot of love in my family. And growing up, I, I, you know, I had a great, well, there were points in my life where that weren't so great, but there were points in my life that were really good. And I suppose they've shaped who I am today. Wonderful. And you're here today. You are a very accomplished woman. You have a lot of beautiful accolades behind your name. So we're going to start with your writing career. Talk to me about you and what you do as a writer. So in terms of writing, <laughs> it was kind of like a on and off love affair. Um, and I, I was called to blog quite a while ago when I ran, I used to run a fitness business and I was called to blog um, during that time. And I lost it all along with all my money. So I wasn't able to pay for the site where I was blogging. So I lost all my writing. Um, and I stopped writing from that moment. I stopped kind of creating. Um, mm. And I think many of us have creative passions within us. It wasn't until I stopped drinking three years ago that I was led back to writing again as a form of healing. But I also realized that writing I could share with other people and just sharing it in a blog. Um, I also share it on my post. Um, and I also speak it as well. I also speak word, you know, obviously my written words as well. And they've enabled me to write for um, top global coaching magazines. And I've written, just written for another global magazine. Um, I've written for local magazines as well. And it's just people, have, because people have asked me, how have you managed to do that? But people have actually come to me. And it's just been really, it's been really nice. And sometimes like people say, you know, you seem so confident at writing. And I, I would definitely say I'm, I can be very introverted mm -hmm. and also extroverted as well. So it just depends on how I'm feeling. I know today, like do even doing this, you know, sometimes I feel like a little bit nervous doing like podcasts and things like that. But also equally, I feel excited doing them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell that you have a knack for it. I've seen some of your social media posts and the live uh, air broadcast that you do. And it's really amazing to get to know you. Talk to oh, us about your creative spirit, your creator. What exactly do you create? I create many things. I create a lot of visions. So things that, you know, sometimes we, we dream of. Things that we kind of like think, oh, you know, I'd really like that one day. Or I'd really like to create something like that one day. And if, if I really look at it, if I really look back on my life, there's a lot of things that I've visioned and created. At the moment, I've taken on a big allotment and it's just under an acre. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to take me a few years to do, but 
at the same time, I've just started, you know, clearing it down. It's like a jungle at the moment, but I can also see a vision in that. I know it's going to come together. My kitchen that we have was a dream from, say, 10 years ago. And Ooh. everything, uh, I don't know what you believe in, Latoya, um, but I know everything that I've done in, in my life so far, a lot of the things I've created a lot oh, of the things I've, I've brought together, I've, you know, I've imagined it, if everyone's read The Secret, but I've also taken action to create it. Like you've mm -hmm. taken action to create this incredible podcast for people mm -hmm. to listen to, and it's going to help many people out there as well. So, so yeah, you have to dream to, and not just vision, maybe you kind of feel like you need to do something to mm -hmm. create well, talk to me about your healing abilities. I understand that you you are categorized as a healer. And what types of healing do you provide to people? And tell us about those experiences. Many types of healing. So um, I'm, I'm a qualified Reiki practitioner, um, but I also I can also channel Akashic Records as well. So I can also... Um, really. now what does that mean exactly? <laughs> so it's it's the records of life, past, present, and future, all okay. energies all around. Um, and I love reading energies, which is mm -hmm. so so beautiful. I love working with people. A lot of the time, I bring new perspectives to people, help people process um, information, especially around big challenges that have gone on in their lives. I mainly work with women who have gone through big transitions, big transitions, and sometimes they're quite catalytic as well. Um, mm -hmm. And and look at, you know, and help them through like different perspectives because a lot of the things that are going on in our lives actually flag up within here, within our nervous system and within our body. And I help a lot of women go through those processes. And usually those women have dreams and they have goals and they, you know, they want to like do something. But sometimes it's these, these things that have happened to them, you know, by no fault of their own. And, you know, and they're trying to like work away through them. And I'll come in, you know, just understanding and providing some support and some guidance for that person as they bring some power back to themselves and hold themselves in a almost like transformation. It is very transformative what I do. So what made you decide to take your life down this path? What was it inside of you that said, hey, I want to be a healer. I want to help women. What was that? Um, you know, that's a really good question actually. Because I suppose, um, I don't know why the first word was when I was a PT, because I started off, um, I started off quitting my, I had postnatal depression um, in 2010 and I quit my job for a corporate company. And I went and I spent a few months um, before I went into doing what is called uh, Sumba Fitness. Mm. And I don't do it now. Um, but I know obviously it was a massive, you know, it was massive around the world and it still is. And, and I, I 
decided off the back of that that I really loved working with people. I loved knowing how people worked. What um, I loved knowing how what was going on for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wanted to know what what made people come along and what mm-hmm. made people not want to come along. I was really just curious and inquisitive about that. And I went into personal training and started doing rehabilitation work on people. So looking at how they moved, looking at injuries and things. And I started to identify what was going on within the body. And also the same thing was actually occurring and certain things were occurring in their life at the same time as whatever was kind of going Mm on. And, And that led me to... After a while, I I started drinking really heavily. Um, I I really, yeah, I really became very depressed. I became quite. Um, I went through another bout of um, postnatal depression, but this time it was um, uh, more along the lines of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, psychosis. Wow. And um, and for me at that time, it was really scary because I was seeing things and hearing things. Now, obviously, it's quite different because um, I've gone down the path, so to speak, um, of hearing things and seeing things and, how, and, u- and utilizing that to work with people. Mm. Um, but at that time it was very scary and it took me you know quite some time to actually just tune into myself and it was really funny because the one thing my body did not need anymore and it was like literally screaming at me and it was going I don't need alcohol anymore I don't need alcohol and uh, as soon as I let go of alcohol there was something else that I needed to let go of um there were certain things that I was ingesting within me that my body, I could actually feel within my body now. And my body's like going, I, I don't like this. I don't like this. And the more I let go of those things, the more I could hear from source. And the more I could be very more in tune to who I am and to how I feel, whether I feel, you know, whether I feel anxious, whether I feel really happy, whether I feel ecstatic, you know, um, and I could also feel how the environment around me affected that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it really does. And thank you for being so open and candid with us, Trina. I didn't know this until now, but uh, with the struggling with alcohol, my, you know, this show is dedicated to the memory of my dad. And he also struggled with the pleasures of drinking alcohol. And it ultimately led to his demise. And I look at you and I admire your strength. How did you get the strength to step out of that life and become who you are today? Well, for me, um, I really sunk down. When I when I gave up alcohol, for instance, and you know, like it's thank you for you know, like for doing this program and everything, and um, thank you for sharing about your dad as well. And that's a really hard thing to do sometimes for a lot of people. Um, for me, and I've spoken about this before because sometimes I still feel this feeling. 
Uh, and but I I am very aware of it, and I very and I'm very and I know that when I hit rock bottom, I'm not there for long. I'm moving to somewhere else, and when I stopped drinking, the things that really really came up for me were quite suicidal. I felt very depressed. Um, I felt like, and I think usually the things come up because we have to realize that there's a lot of stuff in society that, you know, we drink together and our friends are all together as we're drinking. And, and when you sometimes stop drinking, you are prone to abandonment and losing community and connection and people around you mm -hmm. and you feel very suicidal. One thing that I really learned to do was learn to be lonely. Mm. learn to be lonely during that time there's a difference between being alone you know on your own um and because you know you choose to you know you can choose to be on your own and you can choose to be lonely as well but sometimes lonely is almost like a deep void you know and and you kind of go in between friendships during those times as well and and I'll be really honest you know I have not only felt it when I quit alcohol because, you know, those friends that did really drink or were, um, you know, Trina, just have one more, just, you know, just have one with me. Those people did not need to be in my life anymore. And I needed to learn to let go. I needed to learn to let go as a person and I needed to learn to know who who I was, who Trina is. Um, and that also happens as well you know, for anyone who's going down, you know, if they're going down a spiritual path or it's path of faith, whatever it is, um, sometimes mm. people don't gel, you know, people won't gel with, with your ideologies or your beliefs or anything like that. And you've got to, and for me, I had to learn to, and this is how I'm still learning, to be misunderstood by society, to be misunderstood by the world because I've spent so long trying to fit in with what would be um uh like acceptable or um professional or um uh, what's the word i'm looking for or okay in you know okay within you know to fit in within society so i don't get kicked out of society but i think the beauty is when you for me when i learned to be misunderstood more people go oh my god i know how you feel mm -hmm. <laughs> i know how you feel i know i'm not the only one i know i'm not the only one who you know who's gr grown up thinking that certain things are okay within society when they're not mm -hmm. and just with changing your life sometimes you have to change your environment yeah. and the people that you surround yourself with so you've elevated your life and you're no longer drinking alcohol which means that you may have to let those people go who yeah. you would have alcohol with and the pleasures of different things that you know were not good for you sometimes we have to step away from those friends because everyone is not meant to go along the journey with you forever is that correct agreed agreed and those that are meant to come with you they will they will come with you mm -hmm. they, they will be there with you through thick and thin they won't they won't you know drop to the wayside or anything like that they will come with you um but because you know 
the human body wants to keep us safe. For some of us, it's so easy to slip back and go back mm -hmm. to where we're not meant to be. Now, how do you stop yourself from going back down that path? <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know um, time is what they teach you in aa here in the united states i know it's one day at a time and you yeah. you're never you're never in the clear because it could come up in the morning it could come up at night so at any given moment those urges can come so you just take it one day at a yeah, time awareness awareness is everything for me on an alcohol person point of view um because I went to AA and you know and I felt like they did a great job AA personally though wasn't for me mm. um I found that really just tuning into who I was and allowing myself to feel the hurt you know like feel the things that I just didn't want to feel I didn't want to you know many of us don't want to feel we don't want to feel, I did a, a written an article about this the other day about radical self-love um, for, for a magazine called Solacy. And um, I, I actually wrote it in, in my bed with a blanket around me, like kind of just cocooning myself in bed. And, and the reason why I was doing that because I knew I was stepping up. And for me, I knew, at that point, I was full and I was satiated with from food, but I I needed to eat. I needed to eat because I just needed to feel safe. I I know that from childhood. I know it from childhood because you know when I was upset, it's like Trina, oh you know, let's just give you this, let's give you some, let's give you some food, and I was like. So it became like more or less, you know, a, a thing that I, you know, that I did. And um, and when and what I've had to do is allow myself to take the thing away and to sit with the feeling that I feel in the pit of my stomach or the feeling I feel in my chest or the feeling where my throat is going like this at me. Come on, Trina, just give me the, give me whatever I need and and just allow whatever needs to come up and usually what comes up from the pits from the doldrums from inside is all the stuff the self-loathing and the the I can't do this I'm rubbish I don't even know why I'm doing this in the first place I'm you know I don't even know what I'm doing here you know I you know I don't even know if anyone understands me and and all that kind of stuff it all comes up and that's how I've that's why I can go into a bar and stand with people. For me personally, it depends on, you know, um, this is my story and my truth. But I know that I can walk into a bar now and I can, you know, just drink normally with people, but not have alcohol involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I can go dancing and enjoy myself and not even feel the need to have a drink. I don't mm -hmm. have that feeling. And if ever that kind of, feeling comes up it's almost like a passing thought oh you know what I really felt like I thought like I needed a glass of wine today but I know that I don't that that is for me that's how far I've come we've had I mean in my family we've had alcoholism in the family 
um, I grew up in a <laughs> in a um, in a white Irish Catholic household, and if anyone knows a lot of Irish people, <laughs> then uh, you know. And if you know uh, St Patrick's Day, a lot of Irish people drink. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it's nice to be on the other side of that, and. Mm. But at the same time, I also know that I am on a journey and I'm still learning and I'm still going and 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 I accept that certain things come up and and I accept that when they do come up, either I either I want to deal with it at that point or I'm just not ready. And mm -hmm. that's okay. And mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So Trina, if there's someone watching the podcast right now who may be going through a depression, they may be feeling suicidal and alcohol is their vice. What would you say to encourage that person to keep living a little bit longer? Oh, now that is a really good question. Mm -hmm. I suppose the first thing is you have to do it you and only you you know if if we really think about it you know i i've been around people where i've begged people to stop drinking you know and and it just didn't work and people don't do it until they are ready yeah you have you have to do you it have to be ready you have to you have to do it and and you have to I suppose what really worked for me, I had some tough love. I did. I had I had a couple of people who were like, uh, no one's coming to save you now, Trina. And it's really funny because the, the thing that I say to myself, but not in that kind of way now, I go, I can't protect you, Trina. Yeah. I can't protect you. I'm not going to protect you right now, but I'm going to just sit with you. I'm not going to protect you. But I'm going to sit with you and allow myself to have all the feelings come up, all the stuff that I don't want to feel, allow myself to feel it. Now, a lot of people may not even be in that stage, you know, mm -hmm. who are really deep down in that space. The best thing is to get some support and, and yeah. some professional support. Yeah. I know from what I do that I, you know, that that type of support is not within me that I always send people on to, you know, a therapist or, you know, a support group of some kind. People actually get you. People who are going to hear you, listen to you, but also equally who are going to stand firm in knowing that you've got to do it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, for, it's for us to do. And I was really lucky and fortunate in that. I had the support, but I also had to support me I had to build strength. I had to, for me personally, this is not for everyone, but for me personally, I had to stop being a victim. Mm -hmm. I had to stop um, because that's that's what I was. Wow. And, and sometimes I know I can still do that as well. I know I can still do that. Um, but I had to stop like going, this is all happening to me and this they did this and da 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 and all this. And rather than doing that, I had to kind of, look at me and go these are my feelings right now this is how i feel this is how i feel not not what someone else has done mm -hmm. in my life this is now how i feel so if i feel this way what can i do i can't force someone 
to change how they do something but what I can do is I can right. look after how I feel right now I can look after my feelings yeah Trina what do you love most about your life right now now that you're on this journey and you have bypassed hardships and the bad thing what what do you what do you have to say about that oh my god right on the other side of that is everything that you've always like kind of wanted and yeah sometimes you're gonna have these kind of um i call them like illusions you know like um illusions to oh my god i don't have that so i feel really upset we're gonna have those times but when we come out of that and we start to become more empowered and empowered in our decision making mm -hmm. i've oh my god my relationship with my kids is so different i did not see the damage that i was doing to them mm. i didn't see the damage that that was happening within our relationship as a whole i didn't see that gosh man so is that relationship with your children better now yeah massively better yeah. we're a lot closer than you know we're a lot closer than before i've got three kids so 20 13 and i almost forget like <laughs> many don't forget as well um and uh, eight <laughs> and my daughter's having a baby as well so Wow. We we have a very different relationship. I was always seen as when my children were younger, mummy, mummy drinks. Mm. Mummy drinks. You know, and I didn't realize that the drinking that I was doing was taking me away from my children. Mm -hmm. I was spending more time in those friendships and in, you know, and out drinking, not wanting to come away because because i wanted to feel close to people rather than you know this matter you wanted to you feel know, close. Yeah, it didn't even matter yeah it, you know like the things that matter the most like my kids matter but also not only that like talking on this matters because i know that every time i talk about something write about something create something in some way or heal someone I'm doing something of service in some way and that someone's going to listen to this and get some kind of benefit of from course. it. And, and if I was still drinking right now, or even if I was still doing a lot of the patterned behaviors to stop me from showing up, I would not be sat here right now even talking about this. I would not even be creating the videos that you've watched. I wouldn't even be creating the posts or writing or because I'd be too tired to do all those things. Right. And I would put things in the way. I wouldn't even, I mean, I'm doing a degree at the moment here in the UK. And, you know, like even that brings up those feelings as well. Um, it takes a lot of energy to hide the fact that you've been drinking and to kind of live this life yes. of a successful woman, a mother doing all these wonderful things, but on the side of that, you know, there's the alcohol and the the shame and the guilt of all of it. So I admire you for that, you know, and you talked about your children. Me growing up as a young girl, watching my dad and his alcohol problems and struggling, it really changed my opinion about alcohol. I don't judge people who do it. I just choose not to do it. And I think that with the alcohol, 
you know, it's okay to drink as long as you can maintain control. But once that alcohol starts to control you, that's when I have a problem. Yeah, that's when I want to distance myself from the person. So thank you for for being who you are and, and changing that. Um, I want to go a little bit further in our interview. Uh, this podcast is all about love. And what you've done, Trina, is you have dedicated this part of your journey, this part of your life to helping and enhancing the lives of other people. You're a writer, you're a creator, you're a healer. And aside from that, you're a mom. So your life is one of service and love. And this podcast is all about love. And that's why I wanted you here. I created this podcast in honor of my dad. He was a radio TV broadcast engineer for many years. He had a radio show many years ago called Speaking of Sports. And so I titled the name of my podcast, Speaking of Love. So the million dollar question that I ask all of my guests who sit before me is how do you define love, Trina? Unity. Unity. Yeah, absolutely. Unity. I think, you know, like um, in society today, and this is probably really deep, in society today, we have, and and I personally believe this has been going on for quite some time, almost like divide mm. all the time, all the time. Div- division over opinions, division over who we are, division over how we look, division over what we do, division who, over who we say we are, division, 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 in every sense of the word. And then we've got diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And and I also see within that, and probably maybe people don't, but I also see division within that too. I also see division within, you know, something that is meant to be so bringing together of all people. Right. Sometimes we push people on the outer edges, well, away. Yeah. And unity. Unity. is love. Wow. I really do. I really do. And 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 I think to get to unity, we have to really work on ourselves. Like I'm I know I'm having to really like just understand, you know, understand people and and not take away from their experiences. Um I'm having to, and I suppose, again, it's like through trial and error, isn't it? Um, by listening to other people's experiences, mm-hmm. you start to get a deeper understanding of who we are as human beings and, you know, who where we need to be in the world. I feel like there are some, I suppose, and I don't know about the listeners or yourself, but I do feel like there's factions of society that don't want us to be together, you know, that don't want us to be friends and that don't want us to, you know, come together. Because if we come together as unified, um, we're actually probably more powerful than, than what anyone could ever think. Yes, we are. And you are definitely a very powerful source And I I want you to continue working and doing what you're doing, Trina. You are amazing. You are amazing. So you mentioned mentioned something earlier that piqued my curiosity. You said 
that you can read energy. You read my energy now. Is that how it works? I try. I try not to read other people's energy. Okay. Unless I'm working. Unless I'm working with someone, I will read. I will read people's energy, and I do it as a private thing because I think like that is a really. I. I you know, like when I work with someone, it's like a really unique. Yeah, for that person, and it's personal, it's private for them. I, and I think that, that is so beautiful. Uh, what I do though, I and uh, a lot of people go, Oh my god, you need to protect your energy, but I leave my energy open. And the reason why I leave my right now at this moment, I'm being guided to leave my energy open. The reason why I leave my energy open is because it allows people to be more open with me, right? That's what I personally feel. It allows people to be really open when we're in a session together. Um, and it allows me, if there's any kind of, um, anything that I need to heal or just need to feel, then, then I can do that. And it allows me to understand people a lot, a lot more. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't, I won't read, I don't go into people's energies or go, Hey, I sense you need this. <laughs> um, or, any, or anything like, or anything like that. Because well, I feel like, I feel like people's energies are a personal diary sure sure um, i get that and it's almost like to me this is my personal opinion it's like if if i said to you latoya i've read your energy today and this is what it's saying <laughs> <laughs> i i would i would i would feel like i'd be reading your diary i and i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do that without your permission does that make sense <laughs> okay appreciate that um well i have enjoyed our interview here trina we're wrapping up here soon is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we go and how do we reach out to you if we want your services okay so um i as mentioned i mainly work with uh, spiritually conscious female coaches and and if you're a female coach who's watching this right now and you're quite spiritual and you're going through a big challenge in your life and maybe you've got some like maybe some physical stuff going on or like some health things but underneath underneath all that you want like maybe some in understanding or support and some guidance then I'm the person to see if you sense that I'm for you that is a really important thing to me everything that I do is about oh my god I sense I can work with you I sense like you can do something for me can you help with the situation I know many of you right now are really looking after your clients but also on a really big mission in the world to actually speak to more people and you have to show up and shine a little bit more and that can be sometimes very terrifying and daunting and a lot of that stuff is coming up and rather than pushing through which then is detrimental to your health you don't need to do that anymore you don't and you can serve more people by not doing that so you can find me at trinacavener.com uh, without the Thomas at the end and or um, I will give Latoya my link and you can either book in for a call or you can schedule a mini health check so you can just easily download it and you can watch a little video of me and I can take you to what's stopping you from moving forward and where it is in your body so you can feel it and know where it is. Wonderful Trina is this the correct I have it posted here. Is this correct? TrinaCavanaugh.com. That's perfect. What I'll do as well, just before we go, I'll pop in the link and then you can pop it on there. This is the best place to get me. Okay, actually. perfect. Yep. Put it yeah. in. 
cat and then I'll make sure we get it. And while she's doing that, I also want to open up the floor to let anyone know that if they're feeling suicidal, if you've isolated yourself, you find that you are sleeping a little bit more, you're losing interest in the things that used to bring you happiness. If you're finding that you're angry all the time, loss of appetite, not wanting to go to work, you could be suffering from something that may need a little bit of attention and it's okay. But if you're feeling suicidal, I wanna put this number here. The Suicide Lifeline number is 988. Please call that number if you need help, if you need someone to talk to, just like you would in an emergency dial 911. You can now dial 988, the Suicide Lifeline number, to get help because we have people here who want you to stay with us. So please know that suicide is never the answer, okay? And I'm going to copy uh, Trina's link here and I'm gonna see if I can post it on our, on our banner here. They've got all these cute features on this thing. I love it. <laughs> I love StreamYard. It's so good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. StreamYard is awesome. Yeah. So this is her link tree. Yeah. Yeah, just copy and paste it if you can. And this is how you can reach Trina with all of her connections. Uh Trina, before I let you go, I do have one more question. Yeah, no <laughs> when the pages of your life are reviewed and your mission here on the planet Earth is over, it's complete. What do you most want to be remembered for, Trina? Self, that was the first word, self, <laughs> you know, like helping people reach themselves just to, mm. yeah, just to be like themselves and yeah, self. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I truly thank you for being here this week. Thank you for being my guest number 112 on Speaking of Love, the podcast. If you all have missed any portion of this recording, we live forever on YouTube, we're on Facebook, and we are available on all major podcast platforms. I'm on iHeartRadio as well. So just type in the search bar, Speaking of Love, and this podcast will appear. I thank you all for being here this week. I will be back next Saturday at 12 o'clock noon with another guest on Speaking of Love, the podcast. Thank you all so much for being here this week. Have a great week. Oh, thank you. Thank